And then you're going to generate the rest of that good mood. You're going to take that, oh boy, wow, I didn't even think of that. And here it is, it just manifested. And take it and run, and run to your places to ensure your mood. And say, wait, I think I want to hear that, that song by James Taylor. Uh, and I like that. It makes me happy. And then you think, uh, maybe I want to go outside for a little walk. And then you see a flower or a bird or you observe something you never noticed before. And then you could get excited about that. The very small things count. They count to elevate your mood. And they're very, very wonderful. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seekers. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Dr. Ellie Katz. She is an amazing person, and uh, I'm sure that we will have a lot to learn from her. After decades of working in the field of addiction, Dr. Ellie Katz has concluded that self-sabotage is part of the human condition. We all have attachments we'd be better off without. In the end, it doesn't really matter if it's food, the lottery, or a cult. In her writing, Dr. Katz sets out to tackle the everyday face of addiction, exploring root causes, personal struggles, and the gift of recovery. Her entertaining humor and timely wisdom about the importance of gratitude will surely make the next 30 minutes or so a great way of spending your time so dr katz welcome to the gratitude podcast thank you i'm deeply honored to do this thank you i'm very interested in talking about gratitude well i'm grateful for the opportunity to be with you today (laughs) so am i so am i and uh, i'm really happy that it's uh, yeah it's actually the first time when i'm interviewing someone uh from israel and i'm really happy that we're able to to do this even though i'm in romania you're in israel when we are talking to people in the states in uh, uk in canada in australia and i think this is this alone is is pretty amazing uh-huh i agree so let us know a little bit more about you, about your work. You have a lot of experience in, in many fields, and I'm uh, really curious of what I left out. Uh, well, without sounding too boastful, I've been Dr. Ellie Katz for the last 42, 43 years. I originally started out my career as a psycholinguist and it was a very academic kind of direction i was interested in how children learn how to talk how languages develop then i got into communication and 
35 years ago, I got into the field of psychology from the point of view of helping other people. That's where I've been for the last 35 years. Wow. Specific work with addiction in a rehab has been for the last 16 years, and I've written several books about addictions and have worked with all different kinds of addicts. Fascinating work. Hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love what you, um, how you see self-sabotage and the fact that it's a part of the human condition. I think this, this acceptance is very powerful. Like in my experience, I'm actually um, testing this out, how, how it feels to just accept some things instead of uh, wanting things to be different or uh, fighting something that's a reality and wanting things to be in, an, in another way. And uh, it feels really good. And uh, I think that accepting these kinds of things can be really liberating. What has been your experience with uh, the fact that self-sabotage is a part of human condition? Well, it's not the prettiest part of human condition, and it's actually uh, something very painful to watch, especially if it's people you know and love. You can watch with your mouth open, gaping and saying, I can't believe what I'm looking at or what I'm hearing. You just said you want to get better, and look what you're doing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's astounding. People are really astounding and self-sabotage as i said is not one of the prettiest pictures but it's what people do in service to trying to feel better often that's the case people don't set out deliberately to have a rotten event in their lives that comes as a consequence hmm. that's very interesting and how can we overcome this uh, tendency? Or should we accept it as part of who we are? What do we do afterwards? No, no, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Be relentless in your desire to be healthier, happier, staner. Don't just say, well, I accept this. This is how I am. The drug addict should not be accepting this. The compulsive gambler should not be accepting this. Where are you going to get with that? Okay. Nowhere. Yeah. That's true. And I, I was thinking from, from a different uh, perspective, uh, like knowing that we have this tendency uh, and accepting the fact that it exists and not the fact that it should exist from now on, you know? Well, accept the fact that you are human and you are flawed and that you have irreconcilable... Sol Ooh, excuse my English. Irreconcilable <laughs> differences with yourself. What I mean to say is that um, if we set you straight, set you on the right course, 
you will continue to look for opportunities to improve yourself, to be a person you admire and respect. This is not even part of the thinking repertoire of an addict. Mm -hmm. They're not there, but I want to inspire people to be the best they can be. Obviously, self-sabotage is never going to be the best you can be. It's ridiculous, but it is part of the human condition. People tend to uh, ruin their lives more than their lives get ruined. Yeah. We have so much power. We have so much power and we, we forget that many times, isn't it? Well, if you read my book, When Sane People Do Insane Things, I offer a formula that I call the six essentials in order to uh, create a good set of goals that you can work with and yearn for and never give up trying to incorporate into your life. One of them is good mood. One of them is relaxation. Another is being loving and kind. Those are the first three of six essentials that I believe are very, very important uh, tools for achieving some kind of life you're proud of. Hmm. And how do you, do you think we can work on being in a good mood? Do you see gratitude as a tool for it? Of course I do. You take small steps small, tiny increments, just one little baby step after another toward being in a good mood, you need to be your own cheerleader and say, yeah, I did that today. I was happy today, or I had some happy moments in the middle of what could have been uh, a big, depressing, rotten, stinky day. I picked myself up. I remembered what Ellie says. I have to work on being happiness, happy person. I have to work on creating a whole big closet full of things that elevate my spirit. Oh, good. Oh, good. I remembered. I remembered how wonderful. And that how wonderful is gratitude. And gratitude is the way you think about how God, the universe, the creator, the, you know, master is, is winking at me, is helping me, is giving me a better break out of nowhere, like a miracle. I, I love this idea of the universe winking at you. <laughs> it's very visual and very um, humorous, let's say. <laughs> Well, but I feel like that. I feel that every time an inexplicable, marvelous, can't imagine how this just happened, boy, oh boy, what a coincidence, <laughs> and then just feel, where did that come from? Oh, I know where that came from. Goody. I'm being blessed right now. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's so true. I, I know the feeling. I, I know it very well. And 
I think like what you just said, the fact that even in in a in a day when you're mostly depressed or you're you're feeling down most of the time, seeing that small moment of happiness or small mo- moment of positivity can get to something m- much bigger, right? Like this. Oh, you bet. And then you can spring off of that. You can have that moment and then you're going to generate the rest of that good mood. You're going to take that, oh boy, wow, I didn't even think of that. And here it is, it just manifested. And take it and run, and run to your places to ensure your mood. And say, wait, I think I want to hear that that song by James Taylor. And I like that, it makes me happy. And then you think, uh, maybe I want to go outside for a little walk. And then you see a flower or a bird or you observe something you never noticed before and then you could get excited about that. The very small things count. They count to elevate your mood and they're very, very wonderful. And <laughs> it can stay in, in an almost perpetual state of good mood just by delighting in the colors around you. I'm a silly old 70-year-old lady, and I painted my car purple and green, and every time I get near my car, I smile. And the people, <laughs> people on the road give me the high five. Yeah, sometimes people roll their window down and go, hey, how, how did your car look like that? I said, well... I painted it. It makes me happy. If it makes you happy, I'm happy for that. Yeah. (laughs) On rare occasions, George, and someone will stop at the red light, motion for me to roll down my window and go, hey, lady, what's the matter with you? What is that, an ice cream truck? But the person's in a bad mood. I'm not responsible for that. I'm even grateful sometimes when that happens. It's fine with me. It's okay. That's no amazing. Harm. No <laughs> harm done. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I think this is like a really great example of how you can create your own good mood, your own joy, and your own reason to, to feel grateful. Like this, this is something simple. Like anyone can can paint their car or can make something more pleasant or something that can can put a smile on their face right there it is the smile on their face and also that idea of mine with the love and kindness is really really very important being loving and kind will put a smile on the face of the person that you're you know meeting in the street. Uh, I remember before I moved to Israel, I lived in New York. And you can get on a subway and smile at somebody and they can say, hey, what are you looking at? Or (laughs) smile back at you. You take a little bit of a chance there on the New York subway. But um, 
I'm friendly and that's positive and that's lovely and that's happy. And I tend to make the people around me feel that way, even though they're uh, conceivably quite miserable about being at the rehab or whatever, you know? Yeah, by the way, how how is it to to work with these kinds of people that aren't in the bad in the best mood um like how could gratitude help people in, in these uh, kind of situations well first of all george and i want you to know that i assign for my patients to write a list of gratitude every day absolutely i do it in different way i've been doing this now for 34 years Every day I, I write a list of 10 results I would like to create in the day and always on my list is to stay in gratitude to the higher power. Everything that happens to me, I have to remind myself, lest I forget that I've been, I'm being carried. I mean, even when I drive, it's a 20-minute drive to my office, I'm grateful that I got here without... God forbid, getting in an accident. I, I, I came nicely. I didn't have a flat tire. All the things that could happen bad don't happen. So sing hallelujah. I'm <laughs> saying hallelujah all the time. You know what hallelujah means in Hebrew? No. Praise God. I thought so, Two. but I didn't know for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. La Halel is to praise, and mm -hmm. anytime you have Yah, it's God. Mm -hmm. You know what? That reminds me that I printed something out to read to you and to the audience. Religious Jewish people, and I'm sort of on my way to becoming one, <laughs> say a prayer of gratitude every time they go to the bathroom. Can I read to you in English what that prayer says? Definitely. I'd love to. Get ready. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who fashioned man with wisdom and created within him many openings and many cavities. It is obvious and known before your throne of glory that if but one of them were to be ruptured, or but one of them were to be blocked, it would be impossible to survive and stand before you. Blessed are you, God, who heals all flesh and acts wondrously. Isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't that gorgeous? I mean, to think of something like that. Conventionally, people make a blessing before they eat something. But go into the bathroom. It's something most people take for granted. But people who think like you and I do about gratitude do not take any of this for granted, not even going to the toilet. Yeah, that's true. I actually have some, some episodes on the podcast in which I, I talk about um, what happens after you go to the bathroom. The fact that we have all kinds of smart systems and that the fact that everything works perfectly 
99.9% of the time so that you don't need to think about what's hap- what's happening after you go to the bathroom, you know? That's, so now you've got a new thing to think about. Not only that the plumbing works, but that your internal plumbing works and you're not on dialysis. Exactly. You don't have the bag after the operation because you can't, you know, your intestines don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's so interesting that, that you, you talked about uh, getting to the office safely. We, it's, it's so interesting how we work. Like if something happens, like have, uh, having a flat tire or something, we put so much attention and energy into the bad situation usually. And when it doesn't happen, when all things go smoothly, usually we, we forget, like the human tendency is to forget that actually everything is okay, you know? I agree. And it's and that's, lovely. That's not the place of gratitude. Yeah. That's exactly. sort of, you know, you don't think about it. Things go smoothly. Yeah, sure. Why shouldn't they? Yeah, you of know, course they of, do. <laughs> yeah, big deal. But for me, it is a big deal. It's all a big deal. And I'm so glad as a 70-year-old woman to still have opportunity to help other people, to help awaken the, uh, the, the poor spirit of the person who fell asleep at the wheel of their life and ruined it and sabotaged themselves and wind up uh, owing millions of dollars to loan sharks because they gambled. Everybody is mad at them. I mean, it's, it's endless, the kind of mess people get into with their addictions. Oh, my God. Mm. And how, how do you manage to stay centered, to stay um, positive? That's it. I, I feel I'm one of those kooky people who feels with my gratitude that God is watching me so that I don't drown in the uh, craziness of the patients I'm working with, that I don't go home with it and go to sleep with it and wake up with it. I know how to set boundaries, thank God. And when I'm working and when I'm helping, I'm doing that. And the rest of the time, I'm a wife and a mother and a grandma, and I go on. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You bet. And uh, is is it one of the things that that help us become more grateful, setting boundaries? Mm, could be. Could be. The boundaries that I set are uh, they vary each day, but I I think about them. You know. You could even be setting a boundary how much you will be relying on somebody that you love and maybe not to overdo it. Mm -hmm. Set boundaries in your marriage, set boundaries in your relationships, set boundaries with your food. I have lots and lots of people with issues about such a benign substance as food. And then you have to set boundaries. 
or you will become very overweight and then hate the way you look, or if you don't set boundaries on how strict you are, you may become anorexic and feel very hysterical about food. You need boundaries even in those realms. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I think I think they they can be very health healthy and um can make us can help us do things without regretting without uh, remorse and um also they they can they can help in, in different situations to 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 get us to only feel the the gratitude rather than other feelings that may come with with the fact that we didn't set uh, a healthy uh, boundary so yeah but um can you tell us a little bit more about your experience with with gratitude like when did you first experience like not just the concept the idea but the actual experience of gratitude do you remember i do but i don't want to freak you out um please do <laughs> okay so I can remember from the age of two or three that every night my father would come in and say a prayer with me. And after he would say a prayer, we used to say, Dear God in heaven, bless all the poor and all the sick people. And I, uh, I took that on myself, all the poor and all the sick people. And I wasn't one of the poor and sick people. And uh, for that, I was grateful. My father taught me a lot, a lot of life lessons. But um, as an older person, I was at a very low point in my life in my early 20s. I had graduated college, but I wasn't clear who I was and what I wanted to do in my life. And a friend who had learned about transcendental meditation uh, said, Ellie, you have to learn this. This is going to change your life. And Georgian, it's 47 years later and I still meditate. I am so grateful for the TM. I meditate every single morning of my life. Wow. Yep. And I even invented... Uh, Ooh, over 30 years ago, I, I realized that I could speak while I was meditating. And that's how I invented a, a system I call guided thinking, which I do very frequently with my patients, where I'm in a state of meditation and I help them through a state of meditation as well. And I have them visualize things. I call it guided thinking. And uh, I did it with a group of 10 men yesterday. It was so fabulous. One was crying. One told me this was better than heroin. Another one said I took him back in his mind to a beach in Thailand. And they all felt good. One was snoring his head off. So relaxed. <laughs> wow. That sounds so, great. That sounds so, great. So I'm grateful for transcendental meditation. Boy, oh boy, am I ever. Also so grateful for the incredible man I married. Every day, every day I praise the Lord for that. Yeah. 
this is this is wonderful and yeah, i was thinking about meditation and i've um i've experimented with uh meditation myself and one one thing that i well, that i saw was that when i was meditating i could feel um grateful much easier and much deeper i could feel that that sense of gratitude uh much deeper and uh yeah i guess you you're used to so you don't know how it is not to meditate every day no 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 most of my life i've done it but i can tell you something that even happened to me this morning in israel i went to my girlfriend who's in does acupuncture mm -hmm. and i was lying on the table and she put needles in my belly in my legs and in my arms and the table was very narrow and i hardly could put my hands down and I couldn't keep them up in the air and I was very uncomfortable and she had other patients that she had to be with and I lay there I looked at the clock and I said Ellie be grateful be grateful that she is doing something that might help you even though you're uncomfortable even though this is horrible just be grateful and it changed the whole experience <laughs> from something horrible, boring, hateful, impossible, I'm going to die here, to, oh, goody, maybe I'll get better from what she's doing. So it's worth it. Exactly. That's why I, I think gratitude is such a great tool in so many situations. Like uh, I, was, I was thinking about a, a similar situation. I was uh, waiting to board the plane, and it, it was late, like um, instead of 11 p.m. or something like that, 10 p.m. Yeah, 10 p.m. Uh, it got delayed one hour. And in the meantime, everyone was like getting mad and everything. And my tendency was to, to go in that direction as well, but I was feeling grateful for the fact that I was traveling, that I was um, listening to good music while I was waiting. So I, I was able to turn that into a really different experience. And uh, even though I was in the same kind of experience outside uh, as the others, you know? So yeah, then this is, this is why I truly believe that this is a very powerful tool for all of us. You better believe it. You better believe it. Look, you have to understand that I don't know if you've ever heard of the 12 steps, but that's mm -hmm. um, a huge part of rehab, work with addiction and recovery. And the 12 steps are so spiritual and they're all about God. They're all about God. After the first step, you don't even mention what you're addicted to. It's all about God and gratitude and i just want to say that the 12th step of the 12 is saying having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps you try to take the message to people who are still suffering you're grateful that you got better and you free of charge give it to the next person who is still suffering <laughs>
because you're so grateful. Yeah, that that's amazing. That's amazing. And if that feeling of gratitude actually makes you want to spread it, to be generous with uh, what you've received, right? Yes, absolutely. I've even met people who say they don't believe in God and they're always talking about gratitude. And I don't <laughs> want to be fresh or controversial, but who are you grateful to? Where, what, what are you making a joke you're grateful yeah where did that present come from you got a present maybe you hardly deserve it where did that come from ah, can you answer no and they get stumped uh oh shani my assistant's going yeah she can answer <laughs> ask her I don't want to start fighting with her. She's invaluable to me. <laughs> By the way, uh, who are the people in your life that you're grateful for that have had the positive influence on your life that you would love to mention? My father and my husband. They are the two people that have most influenced my life. They helped me become who I am. I never met the Maharishi, but he was the one that brought transcendental meditation to the West. But these are the people. Mm -hmm. My friend Stephanie, who died. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Okay. Good. So you needed to hear that. Those yeah. are my people. Those are the people <laughs> that really straightened me out, gave examples by the way they live. I mean, I'm still deeply in love and in awe of the man I married 43 years ago. Wow. We have more than 13 grandchildren. I'm not supposed to say the exact number to invoke the evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So uh, we're nearing the end of our time together and um, I wanted to ask you where can our audience find you? I know that you have a really beautiful website and I'm telling you as a, a web designer myself, so uh, where can our audience go and check out your work, your books? Okay, thanks a bunch for that opportunity to let people know how to find me. It's L-E-E-L-L-I-E-K-A-T-Z dot com. Elliecats.com. My blog is there. Amazon is there ready to tell you about my books. There are reviews. And I'm very, very happy with my website. I think it's gorgeous. It was designed by the brother-in-law of my blessed assistant, Shani. A nice, nice, smart, talented young man named Josh Gold, and he made the website. It is a beauty. Yeah, it's a beauty. My it books is. are a beauty too. So please. Yeah, to tell us a little bit about uh, about your books, please. Well, I have one book there that I recently wrote called "Love and Kisses from My Padded Cell," and it's ten individuals that gave me their life stories. Uh, another book I wrote, which is my um, battle with food, 
not, I never was completely insane, but crazy enough. And that <laughs> book's called My Last Summer as a Fat Girl. And then I have a book, which I really, really want people to read, called When Sane People Do Insane Things. And it's a book that is my prescription for health and well-being. And it's got endless tips and techniques that I have amassed or invented or learned about over the last 40-something years. And I gave it away in the book. You take any of these techniques you want. I have a whole section in which I explain the Bach flower remedies. I've been working with them for decades here at the rehab. Many of our patients are taking Bach remedies for trauma and personality disorders. And it's really a beautiful product. Wonderful, wonderful. So... Thank you very much for being here with us and for sharing so many amazing ideas and for sharing your experience with us. It's been really great having you. Thank you so much, George, and my pleasure. My pleasure indeed. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.